All right, we'll start here in a little bit here. I'm just a little fish, my, my little sipper waiting for you, man. All right, are you recording over there? Yeah, the audio is recording, yeah. The video, man. I click record, guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's recording. Don't worry, I'm about to, I'm about to upgrade my setup here soon. All right. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. This is Grandy with Ma Pop Fishing, and we have... Kit with the YouTube channel Fishing Kit. There you guys go. And uh, as you guys heard, so uh, he's upgrading, I guess. Huh? You upgrading? What are you upgrading? Your your whole setup? Well, I got a DSLR that I get that has HDMI out. So I'm gonna basically use the DSLR as a webcam to do these zooms. So the quality should be a lot better. Oh, there. So none none of this cell phone none of this cell phone video. See, that's all right, man. Hey, it's worked so far. I mean, we, we got maybe like three, you know, followers, listeners, and watchers. It's all good, man. You know, those those three people who have ever been watching, you know, they, they appreciate it. It's all good, right? It's good content. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. It's, it's always nice to step it up a little bit, though. I hear you. All right, man. So this week, um, we're, we're social distancing again, obviously. <clears throat> I'm going to be doing the beer this week. Uh, all right, how do you pronounce this again? I'll let you say it first. No, man. <laughs> um, I want to say it's a Lagunitas. Lagunitas. God, I can't figure it out. Okay, Lagunitas IPA, Indian Pale Ale. It's a uh, brewery out there in uh, Petaluma, California, in uh, Chicago, Illinois now, too. So this is, I've had this, I think, once or twice before. So, well, we'll give it a shot. What you got there, man? I got another Iowa. Well, if you can tell us from Iowa, the beer is called... Aloha, Iowa. So it's not really a Hawaiian thing, but it's from Kelowna, Iowa. Kelowna Brewing Company. It's a pineapple Belgian style ale. I don't know if I've had that one. Let me know how it goes, man, because if it's good, then I'll definitely give it a shot. So, all right, cheers, man. I got the, uh... oh, so everybody can see if you're watching on YouTube, I got the uh, Beer Fish Fanatic mug. You guys ever want to help us out a little bit here and you know provide us with some chump change for beer in the future go to mypopfishing.com get yourself a mug cheers, cheers. oh yeah that's nice and hoppy i don't know if anybody's ever had that laguanitas right laguanitas yeah see i, I pronounced I, I think i was definitely pronouncing it incorrectly previously so but no it's a good beer so if anybody if you're into ipas it's pretty hoppy it's pretty clean actually it's really um smooth doesn't have a uh bitter super bitter aftertaste sometimes i think i think a lot of people what they don't realize is the um, i think certain beers when you drink like you had that uh dry mouth because it's dry that's what they call it you know the dry hops or whatever uh yeah. and that yeah and if you get a beer that that has that that's why people are like bah, what's that after it's not an aftertaste it's just it's just super dry all of a sudden your mouth gets and that's what that does so yeah my my beer is pretty easy going but it's like 6.3 percent which is like two more percent than Bud Light? Yeah, should be. Yeah, 6.3. Yeah, mine's but, man, you're, you're, you're going hardcore. Mine's only 6.2. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because a lot of people, they, they're always wondering, like like you were saying, Bud Lights and like Coors Light, all those um, domestic beers, they're about 4.2, I believe. So that's the normal uh, alcohol rate that goes for those light beers. And a lot of craft beers, obviously a little bit higher, depending. It all depends. But like I said, more sugar, more calories. So just FYI on that one. Uh, 
Sorry this week. So if anybody's watching or listening, we don't have a, a superstar guest like we did uh, last week or, or whatever previously with uh, Jay Siemens there. So it was pretty cool. Good knowledge and everything we learned on that. Um, I learned a lot, man. So actually, I think I learned more about fishing with you and our guest that I ever had in my whole lifetime, literally. I mean, just <laughs> just doing these podcasts. I mean, just little tidbits that, you know, a lot of people, I, I hope I'm not, I, I don't think I'm the only one because I actually had people like, like I said, they either message or say something like they never knew about that, you know, and, and they, they learned pretty good stuff too. So uh, another, that kind of leads to the segue now that I want to learn more because I know right now, Central Iowa, it's, getting chilly at least the past couple of days man it's literally what was it about 90 about in, in the 90s maybe about three or four days ago and like i think in the past two or three days it's been it got it, it's gotten down to the 50s now i think today's gonna be in the 50s so it's like fall's coming right yeah it was 95 on sunday and then on monday it was like 50 something yeah so i mean in your uh, experience how does that affect the bite instantly because you know Technically, we're still kind of we're we're still in summer, but then all of a sudden you had a huge like I mean that's a like you said it's like a 30, 40 degree change. I mean, have you ever fished like right after? And how does that? How do you normally do after something like that? Or, um, I think with a big change like that, it I think it turns turns the fish off because you know fish don't like huge dramatic changes like that. I I think it just takes them a few days to get used to to the change, and then they'll start eating again. Gotcha. So I think what you were saying, because I think uh, we talked, I think a couple of years ago, you were telling me that like after a huge cold front, just like what we just literally just had, like you said, give them a day or two for the fish to, uh, uh, what's that word? Accumulate to the, the climatize. What is it? Climatize. Is it climatize? I don't know, man. Or acclimate. Yeah. One of those two. Yeah. One of those two words. But you know, like you said, though, because if it gets all of a sudden super cold, the water temperature, everything drops instantly. So it kind of changes their, I mean, the way they probably the way they move and feed and everything. So um, I think you're right. I think give it like a couple of days for to kind of, you know, get used to, to the weather in a sense, but uh, yeah, but I think, I mean, we were talking, I think we went fishing, me and, uh, and Kit here, we went fishing on, so was it Sunday? I think, yeah, we went on Sunday, Sunday or Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, we went out and didn't do too well. <laughs> I mean, we didn't get skunked. I caught I caught that that nice smalling. You caught a, a nice crappie, uh, but other than that, because we were catfishing, so I guess that kind of we did get skunk in the sense we didn't catch any catfish, right? <laughs> I think if we fished that morning, I think we would have been good as the as the system was moving through. That's usually a good time to fish, just as the system was moving through. Like by the time I think we got out there, it was like twenty mile per hour winds and. Yeah, the cold, you know, the systems, the system was already moving through. But if you fish like as it happens, that's usually a good time. Yeah, I think you're uh, from previous experience. I think you're right on that. Like when you if you know a storm is coming, if you literally get there right before the storm, like literally like you're saying uh, before that whole front comes through, it seems like the fish, the fish knows. They they, they yeah. know that it's coming in a, in a way. So and they start feeding real kind of hectically and they move um pretty ferociously actually i think you're right so if you get an opportunity don't don't be afraid if you see a little rain coming through it's it's not a bad bad thing uh sometimes that actually gets the the fish going uh if you fish right before rain it, i mean literally like hours right before rain 
and during the rain, actually, I think I've actually had some, some good uh, results from that. But as we know, it's getting colder, man. So fall's coming. And I think a lot of people are, are priming up for the, the fall bite for crappies, you know, bass, all the uh, walleyes, everything. What do you um, recommend right now to prepare for the, let's, we'll start with crappies. I love crappies best fish to eat in my opinion at least for me how would you as as the false bites about to kick up how do you prepare for it? what do you where do you start targeting i guess um location wise like i i, I want to just say just go fish but that doesn't really that doesn't really inform anybody of anything <laughs> do you, i mean I, I i'm assuming you know during the fall because i i don't know too well I, I i think you know i hear they get shallower. I mean, they, they come shallow right before for before winter, in a sense, before the ice begins, right? I think so, yeah. Because, like, in the summer, you know, they kind of push out into deeper water, and as the, as the water cools down, I think, you know, it, it, it must, like, kickstart something in their in their system or something. It's like, uh-oh, fall's coming. Better start eating. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Um... It's like a, right before hibernation, almost in a way, right? Because winter's coming, they feed uh, shallow, and then, you know, before they go deep. Because it always feels like, you know, because during ice season, we ice fish a, a lot. They're always normally the deepest spot of the lake. So I'm guessing, I mean, because they don't spawn, right, in, in the fall, because they spawn in the spring, right? Well, crappies, yeah, springtime. So then it's like, it's the fall feeding or something, right? I don't know. Is there like a specific word for that? I don't know, man. I, whoever's listening to this, see if you guys can fact check us on that. I don't know what you call it because like you're saying, they, I think they, they spawn during the spring, but then during the fall, is, is, is it a fall feeding or what the, what do you call it? Yeah, well, they, they know winter is coming. So, and uh, food, food is like more scarce during the winter time um, and everything just slows down. So Anything you use in particular that uh, you find success, whether it's uh, minnows, plastics, spoons. I mean, obviously, when you go out, try them all. Obviously, whatever works, works. But do you feel uh, during fall season what works best for you? I don't really use spoons for crappies because uh, I, I feel like with spoons, unless you're vertical jigging, you, you got to fish spoons faster. And I like with crappie... I just like using jigs, like one thirty-second ounce, maybe one sixteenth ounce, little what, two-inch grubs or whatever, two-inch like two-inch soft baits, minnows. You know, minnows always work. Minnow bobber. Minnow bobber or jig and jig and minnow. So when you put a jig in a minnow, are you just reeling it fast? Or are you letting it sink to the bottom? Or because the reason I ask that because does like okay so during the the fall uh do crappies stay closer to the bottom or are they more suspended i think just depends depends on the day so depends on like the conditions like if it's bright and sunny they'll i can't say with like 100 percent confidence but if it's like sunny out they're not going to be up shallow you know they're going to be out a little bit deeper but if it's like overcast or as the the sun's getting lower to the horizon they'll push up a little bit more shallow and then you just fish a jig and minnow, just like, you know, a jig and a, and a piece of plastic. Is there a specific, specific way you uh, hook jig? Or, I mean, a jig? the jig, the jig, the metal. How do you hook it? On the tail end, the lip, the, the dorsal fin of the minnow? 
Well, if you're gonna be jigging a minnow, you wanna, if you hook it through the tail, it's not gonna be uh, very hydrodynamic. So you wanna hook it like through the eyes, through the lips. Like some people hook it like through the nose or whatever. Mm -hmm. That way, you know, it's just basically gliding through the water. If you hook it through the tail, you know, it's gonna be like going against the current and then it, it isn't gonna be very, um, it isn't gonna flow through the water very nicely. That was like a dumb question because that was pretty. Uh, I mean, hey, I don't know, man. <laughs> hey, it's what I guarantee it. Somebody else is probably like, I didn't think about that either. But now, when you say it like that, it's like, duh. <laughs> you know, in a way, like, yeah, that makes sense. So, okay, I'll have to try that because I usually don't have luck with live bait as much, but maybe it's because um, I just don't try it as often. I don't know. Some, something in the back of my mind makes me feel like, I think it's confidence, man. Do you think that's a big thing when it comes to fishing, like confidence? Like sometimes I just don't have confidence in specific lures or techniques, then I just stop doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think confidence has a big thing to do with it because if you're not confident in a lure or a bait, you're not going to give it, you're not, you're not going to be patient with that bait. So like if you try something new, you're not going to keep it on there for half an hour. But if it's, it's something you're confident in and you know, you'll keep it on because you're like, oh, I, I know this bait. I caught fish on it before. So you, you keep giving it a chance pretty much. But if it's like something you're not confident in or something you don't use very much, like, oh, I never catch anything with this anyway. It's been like 10 minutes having caught anything. I'm just going to switch out to what, I, to what I know. You're right. Because um, I would give like, if I don't have confidence in uh, my technique or specific lure, I think I'd give up on it after maybe 10 casts. Um, but if it's something that I use all the time or that I've caught fish previously, even though I'm not going to catch anything right now, I'll probably throw it for 15, 20 minutes. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, I think you're right. Just definitely confidence makes a, uh, but also I think like you said, ex experiment new things and give it a shot. Um, it doesn't hurt. So I think that's obviously gives you an opportunity to learn different techniques and everything. So that's the crappies. So this year I haven't really uh, caught many walleyes, open water and wipers. As fall's coming, is there a specific way do you fish them or how do you target them more? I target them just like I do in the spring. I mean, it depends how late into the fall it is. Like if we're pushing late fall, I fish it like how I would do early spring because the water's cooler, you know, everything's slowing down. So you just want to slow down your presentation, maybe downsize, like you can't be, I mean, I'm sure you can be throwing some big old aggressive bait, but you know, I would just slow everything down. Just like early spring, you know, you don't want to go out there throwing big obnoxious lures. I mean, I, mean, I guess you could, I'm not saying you won't catch fish on it. That's like, that's like just swinging for the fences at that point. But from your experience, so slow the presentation down. Obviously with walleyes, fish closer to the bottom. I still, you know what, I, I think a couple episodes ago, uh, you, you gave me the, the, that was a great tip. Like you fish closest to the bottom without actually hitting the bottom so you don't snag. So you have to figure out the weights of the, the actual jig head. Cause I never, like I said, I never thought about that one. That was a great tip. So if people don't, um, rem or didn't hear that episode, but what you, cause I, I asked you like, okay, what size, you know, jig head do you normally use? And you said, depends on the situation. It didn't make sense to me. I just like, I go out there, just put whatever, you know, jig head, right. And wait, whatever. But it made sense. Cause it goes, sometimes the current's a little faster or a little slower. So then 
if you want to get to the bottom, you can either use a heavier jig head or not. So you have to kind of play around with uh, how close you can get to the bottom. So I think I actually put that to use, man, in regards to how I fish now. No, seriously, because it, it makes a difference. Because like, okay, if I'm on the bottom, I'm going to freaking snag more. So I might have to use a little bit lighter weight because there's no, there's not as much current. But then if there's a lot of current, use a little bit heavier weight. So I mean, I mean, to me, as something uh, as someone who's novice or beginner like me, that's crucial information to help catch more fish and not snag as much you know what i mean yeah yeah try to put on the the heaviest lure you can get away with without getting hung up on the bottom yeah and then do you still use uh i think for walleyes and everything at least from previously i use during the fall season i use um, brighter colors i don't know if that makes a difference or that just could be a mental thing you know, whether it's like super pinkish or chartreuse pink or, you know, that super purple, you know, chartreuse, just brighter colors, I guess. Do you, I don't know if you've done that or do you think that works at all? I, I throw whatever looks like a shad. See, that's the thing. I, you know, <laughs> I, I was talking to a couple people and I was just like, the reason why we choose, I, I chose the colors for uh, the lures that I carry at Mopop Fishing because I talked to you and you're like, you know what? choose whatever the, whatever color that it's in the water right the fish that the, yeah. the bait fish you know it does help to like use some of the more exotic colors like if the water is like murky or dark or whatever but can't go wrong with shad color i think I mean, you're right because you know a lot of the bait fish they're like white silverish color can't go can't go wrong with that i don't get caught up in like too many colors like i don't buy I, well i mean i used to like try to buy like those super flukes that I use, I used to buy like six six different you know colors, but now it's like white, a little bit gray, and then a little bit darker gray. That's about it. Like three 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 different variations. Basically, it still kind of looks like a shad, but if if it's a little bit darker, has like a little bit more black or something, I would use that for like murky water. And it, just so everybody knows, because we fish. Uh lakes and rivers that has prim prim primarily shad and everything so or minnows or whatnot so i think um like you're saying just mimic it mimic mimic those i think you know what i've been starting to do uh i, I want to get you on this next year so everybody hears this next year i'm going to get fishing kit here onto more largemouth bass he needs to go large <laughs> bass fish. this year i know <laughs> but this year I'll, I'll give it to you because just so everybody knows if you go to his channel check it out He's been attacking and really targeting, you know, a new species, the blue catfish, which was awesome. I mean, you guys got to check out his newest episode and everything. It's cool to see you go after new species and kind of learn different techniques on how you do stuff. So, but next year, because everybody, in, you know, they love largemouth bass. We, we have an abundance here, but we don't really ever target them for whatever reason. I think the biggest reason is because we don't consume them. You know what I mean? Because we, I, crappies, <laughs> we all consume. In regards to walleyes, wipers, white bass, we actually consume it. We, we have dishes like specifically designed for them and catfish. You know what I mean? But yeah. largemouth, we don't consume. So I think if it feels like why go after something that you're not going to eat, right? I, I think that's kind of in the back of our head in a way. Kind of. I mean, like talk about those new that new species I've been targeting, the blue catfish. I mean, I've only eaten one, but I've probably caught like 30 since I started. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so next, okay, we'll do this. Next year, I'll go 
after catfish with or uh, blue cats that is i at least gotta go at least once i don't know if i'm gonna have any time this year but next year at least i want to go with you one one time to, to target them down south we need to get you on regular channel catfish first well I, i've <laughs> caught regular ca channels i not, not on the kayak the kayak talking about on the kayak i've caught i think i've actually literally i've actually caught one and that was like 40 years ago. So I don't even remember what it is. You're right to catch a, a, a channel catfish on the kayak, but I would love to, but next year I definitely want to go after the blues. And then I want you to go with me or go with somebody else. And we're going to go after largemouth bass. So, cause you're going <laughs> to see, there you go. I got a, I got a worm right here on my desk. It works. It works. So hopefully next year we'll, we'll, we'll it, open water seasons wise. Uh, we'll, we'll go after those a little bit more. I mean, we might have some more time this year. We'll see depending on the weather and everything, but, um, I think it's going to be fall bite here pretty quickly soon. So we'll see how that goes. I know what people, do you think people would love eating a catch and cook largemouth bass? <laughs> Man, you're, you're going to have 50% thumbs up and 50% thumbs down. How's that? I guarantee it. I, I mean, you know, whoever's watching this, uh, you guys can even comment or, or, or you know, text or, or message me and Kit. Um, but if you did a catch and cook with a large mouth, I could literally see 50% thumbs up like it and 50% thumbs down. <laughs> you can do it if you want. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you know that. But it's just, you know what? At the end of the day, it's just a fish. I mean, if you, if, if you consume it and if it's of legal rights, as long as you within, you know, legality, I mean, you can do it, but I don't, it's just weird. Like I said, it's weird to us. We've just been taught and never, or I never consumed it. So, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't really fish for them because this is going to be a bit controversial, but <laughs> I thought, I've always thought they were kind of overrated and that's why I don't fish for them. But, uh, I'll, I will, I'll, I'll give them a chance. I gave them a few a few uh a few shakes this year and I'll, yeah. I'll i'll try try to get more serious with it next year maybe i'll go out three times next year <laughs> <laughs> so all right so everybody heard that he number one fishing kit said largemouth bass is overrated and then number two he still says he's going to target them more often because um people just love them for you know it's so whatever you know certain sp different species and we got to travel more i think next i think you know what so just everybody here so um we're gonna take this podcast on the road I, I think we should you know what i mean when we take whatever trips uh we'll, we'll take it so to kind of tell everybody what's going on what we're doing uh we're gonna do something different because so many podcasts in the world stays in one spot or just does the same stuff over and over I think for us to to make this um, entertaining and on top of that informative because you know what in a couple of weeks here Kit and I we're gonna go down to Kansas so just so everybody knows I wish it was Milford to go for blue cats but we're not we're gonna go to a different lake and we're gonna target um, some other kind of species whether it's you know white bass crappies and but we're just we'll, we may just do an episode down there so at least to kind of give you guys something new something different let you know how we're doing how I am watching him catch fish and I am cooking and eating it type of deal. So, well, maybe, maybe not cooking, eating it for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> but other than that, I, mean, I just, like I said, this, uh, this episode, I just really wanted to learn a little bit how you uh, attack as, as falls coming up and hopefully you gave me a couple of tips there so I can catch 
maybe one or two more fish here coming soon. Just fish it like the spring. I like that. Fish it like fall, fish it like the spring. So anybody listening to obviously all the way this part, wise words from fishing kit. Fish like it's spring. Yeah, I know I was thinking about it real hard earlier, but don't think about it that hard. I think about it way too hard. And he said, dude, just fish, man. So thank you, sir. You, you, you've uh, increased my knowledge and fishing skills tenfold, man. So, uh, <laughs> so I learned that, man. So uh, anybody, like I said, go check out Fishing Kit's channel. He has uh, some pretty cool videos up and he's been cooking a lot. So you guys learned some new recipes from him. He's going to be having some more recipes coming up. So you guys got to check out his channel. Follow us on our uh, Instagram Follow us on our Facebook and everything. Subscribe here because I don't know. I see a lot of people watching, not a lot of people subscribing. Don't know what's up with that. I mean, it's just, I get it. It's just a podcast. You can listen to it. So they listen to it, you know, on the, your sound, the other one. But subscribe, like, comment, so at least we know what topics to talk about besides, well, we're always going to talk about beer. So other than that, until next time, guys, have a good week. All right. See ya.